You're listening to the Head Honey Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 32. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. It is Tuesday morning, and I'm sitting here in the dark as usual. But this morning, my little puppy Tucker is laying behind me, caught up like a cat, like he often does in the afternoon. But he's here early with me this morning. So if you hear snoring in the background, it's not my husband. <laughs> and he is snoring sometimes. So anyway, um, it's Tuesday, and I'm really excited for this podcast because this is going to go in a creative direction. And let me tell you why. Um, you know, I like to try to put as much structure to my day and as possible, and I've tried to do that with these podcasts. In fact, since I went from doing kind of weekly when I first got started a few months ago to almost getting on a daily habit, I've tried to put structure around how I spend my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday being more in mindset. Today, Tuesday, I want to focus more on tools, a little bit more in the weeds. However, now that I've kind of maybe gotten 30 straight of those day after day, I don't want to get them watered down and lose the messaging. I know most podcasters do every week, and I think I probably will end up going to a weekly basis um, because I just don't want the message to get watered down. I want to make sure that out of all the different things I'm saying, I can really pull the best of the best and make maybe one longer podcast. And let me know what you think. I think now that I'm getting more of you listening to me and I'm hearing your questions, um, and now that I have an admin to handle any emails, please email me at hello at Headhunting Housewives and let me know who you are and what you think because it's really helping me form how we're taking these groups into 2Q. Um, And that's the reason I'm saying this podcast I'm looking forward to doing right now because I don't have an outline for me speaking (laughs) right now to you all. I have a lot of ideas and thoughts. And of course, the first thing I wanted to do was to thank you for everyone that's been reaching out and listening and um, the kind of the audience that's building and the support that I know you're asking for because I'm really wanting to give that. So thank you for that. Please, um, if you haven't reviewed, give a nice review on iTunes, a five-star review so that helps reach more women. I want to grow us to a lot uh, more numbers by two quarters, by 2Q. Um, and then again, email me who you are because I'm finding I'm attracting a lot more women entrepreneurs than ever, but I also have the women that aren't even, um, not even that there's haven't gone to business yet. They're just listening because they like the idea of it and they're gaining some inspiration from this. And I want to hear from you too. Don't reach out just because you want to join a group and be mentored with other recruiters. You know, email me if you are a housewife that's really enjoying listening to this and gaining some inspiration and would like to continue that if I form a group in 2Q, I can have a free group for you also to keep learning until you're ready to go a deeper dive. So the better I can understand who all of you are, the better I'm going to be able to serve you in 2Q. And that's my real goal. I really want, um, like I mentioned for this whole podcast, is to inspire, support, guide, um, headhunting housewives, whatever side of the fence that you fall. And inevitably, I want to help you get to where you want to go. So as I slowly find out who you are and where you're going, and originally I was very business-minded. I was going to split you into groups by numbers, right? Like, okay, uh, are you zero to 50,000? Like maybe you haven't started your business yet or you just started it and you're like under 50K. You need that first client. And then I was thinking the next group will be, 
you know, 50 to 100,000 perhaps, and then like all your recruiters out there that are seeing to grow as well, or then 100K plus for you entrepreneurs out there that are in your own business already need that help. So three simple groups, and I might still do that. But as I'm kind of thinking creatively here this morning with my cute little Tucker boy sitting here behind me, um, I'm thinking there's, you know, it goes back to me never want to fit a square peg in a round hole. And it felt a little bit like that. Like I hate when I join a group and it's like, let me know if you're one, two, or three. Well, I'm none of those. You're, I'm always other and I don't feel like writing about my other, right? <laughs> so here I'm asking you, write about the other because I think I, I'm right now I'm at the beginning stages um, of how I'm changing all of this. So I do have time, myself and Bridget, um, I admin to read through what you're writing. So it's going to help me form better groups into Q. So please don't be afraid to reach out. And by the way, even these groups that I'm now doing uh, live Zoom calls, uh, there's one this Friday, by the way, so it's only in February, am I offering free live mentoring Zoom help? Only one of you am I going to be mentoring, but everyone can be on. You don't have to be on video. You don't even have to talk. You can just benefit from listening. So if you're interested in getting on that, um, definitely email us as well. Um, but then in March, we're going to get it more solidified, uh, in those groups. And again, by April, um, God willing or universe willing, or wherever you believe, um, I'm going to have a lot more structure to kind of help you in the best way that you need now, wherever you fall, wherever you are group wise, wherever you are monetarily, uh, that's my goal. So I'm not just helping a few, like I did, you know, years ago when I was doing one-on-one, um, you know, you, maybe you couldn't afford the price, but you know, for now make it more groups, make it more affordable and, um, you know, meet you where you are. That's my goal. So again, this call may feel a little chaotic to some of you because I'm actually sharing, sharing with you a little bit of the chaos in my mind as I'm going to crystallize all this and form it into groups that will make cohesive sense. But I guess what I'm asking for help right now is for those of you that do like listening to this and are gaining something, let me know how I could help someone like you better because I don't want to assume you're already a recruiter or assume you're already an entrepreneur or assume maybe that you even want the recruiting business. Maybe you're getting a lot of guidance and inspiration, but have your own, you know, cleaning business or um, yoga studio or whatever it is. So let me know that if you would. So thank you. I appreciate that because that's an extra effort than just listening. However, like I always tell my girls, part of this whole creative process, if you're going to make changes, is you can't just be consuming. It's so easy to consume, consume, consume. We all have to do it. But take that consumption and turn it, turn it into creativity. And the first step in being creative is emptying your mind or slowing your mind down, getting control of it, focusing it, and figuring out who you are, where you want to go, what do you want to do. And so maybe your first step today can be instead of just consuming content on the internet, uh, take an action and email me. That would be amazing <laughs> because that is where the power is, right? I think we've learned that. I know as business women, the power comes from the decisions we make in our business. Not everybody can make a decision and just do it, right? And there's a lot of power in that that I teach people that I work with and that I have uh, mentor people on. And uh, and it's really important to know. It's a secret of success is there's power in decision. But even before you get to decisions, there's power in action, right? Take an action. And of course, I mean, you go to the gurus, if you've read any of the books, you know there's even more power in massive action, especially when you start something new. It does level out, but a new endeavor, massive action, those first 90 days especially. It's like when I hire somebody, those first 90 days is everything, right? It's how you show up. So, um, but a lot of times all that, that sounds overwhelming, especially if you're in a consumer state of mind, 
it's just easy to listen, listen, listen. It kind of feels good because you're kind of feeding off the other person's energy and um, maybe their um, passion, right? And it feels good to feed off others' energy and passion. I think that's why we all watch the Kardashians or watch housewife shows or what we watch and consume. But the first step is that action. So if that can be a simple email for you, and then later if that can be you joining a little support group for free, and if later that can be you putting skin in the game where you're investing in yourself first in time and then in money, and then keep investing later more and more in yourself in, in the, both those areas, that's business, right? I mean, a business to start, you have to invest a little money before you get anything back, even to open up an LLC. And you don't have to even do that to start. You can be a DBA and we can talk about all that. But, um, you know, when you invest in LLC, the state's going to want like, what, a hundred bucks from you to say, yeah, this is the name, my name, and I'm going to open doors here and, and open shops. So I hope I'm inspiring a lot more of you women to do that because all of you have a business inside of you, right? I mean, even if it's not recruiting. And when I you know, when I'm not focused on recruiting and talk to women at the cocktail parties or the wives of a lot of my clients that I get to meet, um, they're all starting their own businesses. I mean, a big venture capital friend of mine that I worked with, he hired me for one of his IT companies. I met his wife out in New York because she was starting a drink company, um, kind of a healthy drink, you know, online. Um, and it was great. You could kind of um, go to her website. I think it was called Apples to Apples. I'll have to look that up. But um, it was fantastic. She was making energy drinks that she could then send to you. So shout out to that company um, because it was like green juice in a bag that would come at your front door. Um, so apples to apples, if you're um, listening, um, you know, that's fantastic. And that was started by a wife of a venture capitalist, right? And this week, you guys, I'm talking to a COO for um, a capital partner of mine that's looking. And it was funny. He wasn't in his hometown. He was in Phoenix um, just on a vacation. And that was just back to my vacation from a birthday party in Mexico. So you know how these COOs roll. They're living the high life. <laughs> But what I loved about him, and actually why I want to help him even more with his next endeavor, was he was in Phoenix for his wife. He had said for all the years, he made all this money doing his COO thing and helping businesses grow. But his wife put in 20 years, like I joked about, they were the 20 years a slave. And uh, he was now helping her with her own business. And just as I said that, she had come up from the pool and walked by. We were video conferencing on Zoom. And she walked by and uh, yelled, hi. She's like, oh, hi. And I wished her good luck on her business. And what I love about that and why I bring that up is that everyone out there, I mean, you know, has an idea, has a business, but maybe you've been supporting your husband and his dream, right? But what is your dream? So even though usually my Wednesday call was saving for the who are you, what do you want? I did that last Wednesday. It's Tuesday, so I'm a little bit before the horse here, a cart before the horse. But think about that now because I am going to dive in that deeper tomorrow to keep you focused on that if you listen to this every day. Um, and again, for those of you that like this daily motivation, let me know that too. And I'll keep doing that. Otherwise I'm going to go to once a week just because I don't want to water down the contents. Maybe each day is adding enough nuggets of inspiration where it makes sense. Let me know. If not, I think I'll go to a weekly, um, you know, put more into one week, uh, like every Wednesday, like most podcasters do. So let me know. So anyway, I've gotten completely off track, but I have allowed myself to do that on this Tuesday because I told you this was going to get messy. <laughs> this is chaos. And you know, out of chaos is where dreams come from. This is kind of where good ideas come from too. 
you know, there'll be failed ideas. There's a lot of bad ideas for my good ideas. So don't be afraid, ladies, when you're thinking of businesses or ideas to fail. And just because the idea fails or maybe dies on the vine, you know, it's okay. It really just, you'll give growth to the other areas of the vine that are going to keep growing and have more growth. So keep that in mind. I think sometimes like when you get into a business meeting and you're spitballing ideas, you want that blank white piece of paper where they call it blue sky it you know look like you're staring into a blue sky and just think of all your ideas and write them down that's what they do in business so if you're at home listening to this you can do that too take a white piece of paper draw little puffy clouds all over it have five to ten clouds in your white piece of paper and fill in the clouds with your great ideas some will be crazy and float on by but some are going to stick right and they will focus on more and I taught this concept to my girls, Madison and Morgan, years ago, and I want to teach them to dream big. So instead of just writing their goals or chores down, I would have fluffy clouds and a piece of paper. And I haven't done that for many, many years, come to think of it. But, and I didn't do that in business, of course, but it, I took that idea from business to bring it home. And so it's the same thing for all of you out there wondering, well, I don't even know what my dreams are. Uh, I don't know who I am or where I want to go. You know, maybe you're, it's fun listening to other people that do, but you're tired of being a consumer and you want to get more creative with your own life and show up more. So now's the time and I can help you with that too. That's my hope and my vision, you know, for taking Headhunting Housewives to the next level because who knows where this will go to Q. I'm very focused obviously on headhunting and recruiters and helping those entrepreneurs. However, this can grow past that if this words it needs to go. So I want to keep it very open and fluid. Um, but then for the other days, don't worry for you straight up recruiters out there that need my help tactically. After all, you're saying this is tactical Tuesday, Diane. So don't get too far off track. So, <laughs> so I won't. Okay. So let me now that I dreamt a little bit there, it went completely, uh, into the clouds, I guess I can call it. I'm now going to go from a hundred thousand feet up and is talking creatively with you all and where we want to take this head, honey, housewives and, and be looking for your help. So email me. Um, but now I'm going to get back to business. Okay. So it is Tuesday. So back to all you headhunting housewives and you headhunters out there, let's get a little tactical. And I'm not sure, um, you know, where we should focus on because again, the past three days, I focus a lot of different tactics and tools. One that I focused on yesterday. So let me focus on this today was how I use conferences as a tool to attract clients. So not, you know, there's tools that you find on candidate side. There are tools that you find on client side. Then when you dive into each one, let's say we're going to dive into clients because that's where I get all the questions from you entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, when it comes under clients, there's ways of finding clients, right? There's ways of attracting clients. There's ways of maintaining those clients and then how you better, you know, love and serve them. So I'm going to talk about tools right now in attracting, not the finding. The finding is when you're in the internet, right? You're sitting and you're plugged in like the matrix and you're finding and it feels like a grind, right? You're putting out maybe the calls or the emails and that's also often a necessary evil. At least it was for me. But ideally, if I can get you to you know, go further and do it the way I did it 10 years in to save you all that time and grief, that's what I want to do here. So the reason I bring up conferences is that I didn't learn to utilize conferences until 10 years into my recruiting career. And it was a beautiful thing because what happens at these conferences, and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I'm going to make this a true tool um, in attracting clients, a very cool tool to use, if you're not familiar, is that that's what should be part of your calendar. So 
Again, if you're starting to think about ad on to use a conference, it can be local. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It can be a local conference in your niche, or it can be a conference somewhere warm in the winter. That's a business expense um, and a way to find clients or attract clients. So either way, just start thinking about that tool because it worked for me. I can tell you when I started going to conferences, like I mentioned, that's when people would find me on the internet. That's when the VC I mentioned up in New York, who later I had to meet his wife and help her with her, uh, not help her, but I took a photo uh, for with her, with her biz. Um, that's how you really start to attract people that normally you wouldn't attract. I mean, I often wonder, and sometimes you don't even connect those dots, right? Like I went to these conferences and then all of a sudden, in fact, one of my next big clients that um, wasn't, well, he wasn't an investor because he invested his own business, but he was CEO of his own um, recruiting firm. Shout out Magellan. Shout out to you, Joe, if you're still out there listening. Um, but he had built a very strong recruiting uh, and accounting, recruiting, hiring firm, right? He did staffing too. He also did clean technology. He branched out into different areas. But he had found me, you know, just on the internet and through LinkedIn and, um, and again, through these different conferences. So there are things out there you don't even know of connecting the dots of how, how that person find me or later the book that I wrote, right? Work from home headhunter. How did I know when someone found me on LinkedIn that it wasn't because they saw the book first or again, they were at the conference or, um, you know, it was a referral on LinkedIn. You just don't always know how they're finding you. I haven't known for the past, geez, over five years, 10 years now, how my clients are finding me, but they are, right? So I'm attracting them now and I haven't been to, a, I haven't been on the conference circuit for what, over five years? So, but I haven't needed to. Now, back in the day, I think I needed to, but I also wanted to. So the reason you know my conferences might be a good tool is because maybe it's calling you. Maybe you like to the idea of going to these conferences. The travel sounds exciting. You know, you get to get, depending upon where you are in your career, whether you're a new to head hunting again or early on, you might be already sick of putting on, on heels and having to go out in the business world. But some of you might want to, maybe I'm doing too much from home, even you headhunters. And you love the idea. You're headhunting from home. You're making six figures or great money, but you need to get out of the house a little bit, right? That was me years ago, maybe 10 years ago, where I was doing great. I didn't have to leave my home, but Lord, it'd be nice to maybe dress up a little bit and go to a nice business conference. And that really served a purpose, not for the world so much, but for me. So conferences were calling me at the same time I was being introduced to them. So that's like that perfect, like little match point, right? So if you feel like these conferences are calling you, but you're scared because of the money or the time, or if you're not good enough, but you want it deep down, like you want to go do it then because the money will come. Um, you know, you're going to find clients that way. It's something you want to do anyway. So kind of your heart's calling to you and you're going to love it because you do get a lot from, from that. Um, you're going to get a lot of confidence. You're going to get the clients, the contacts, so, and then that just begets more. So once you do the first conference, like then I had conferences on my calendar every month, right? So I would do conferences, um, all the ones that made sense for the business. I would come back with more, again, like I mentioned the other day, business cards I knew what to do with. I had to get smart in how I organized them, how I followed up, how I found my real clients. And then again, that just became, then it was an annual thing. So then what you would do is your first year, you'll be forming that annual calendar of conferences, but then the next year you're going back and you're seeing the same people. So you're getting even closer to those people. So all those clients you didn't get the first year, you're now picking up the second year, right? Plus new clients. So it's a great thing that's also putting that stability and consistency in your calendar. So instead of just, and you housewives are definitely familiar with having an organized calendar because we're used with the kids and the school 
the school calendar, your life goes in the school calendar, right? And for all of you moms that were, you know, part of the homeroom moms or leading it, and I was part of all that with you too while I was working also, but I know you moms out there that that became really a full-time job almost for you, right? You were so good at organizing and living by a calendar. Probably for your family, when it comes to travel, it's probably just your annual travel trip, right? But what I'll tell you is if you're going to business and you want to start attending these conferences, then you'll be planning your travel, not your family's travel, but your business travel on the annual calendar as much as you like. For a while there, I was monthly, right? And then I got to be too much travel. It was fun, but you know, when you have kids, at, I saw kids at home. So maybe now I'll pick up, pick up my travel calendar more again, but even now I don't want to, don't want to do that too much yet. But, um, Anyway, you could make it the annual travel. You could do it uh, quarterly. If you want to do it monthly, you can. Um, and this is the other thing. Don't be afraid. I'm going maybe too deep here into conferencing and mindset, but a lot of women are afraid that if they travel that and they're not going to be at their desk working, they're going to lose business. And it's just not true because the reason I know this is I've done it myself, A, but before I did it myself, I watched other people do it. That's how I learned that that was not not a truism. Because I also thought that like I had to be at my desk. I'd be plugged in with three screens in front of me on the phone. Back in the day, paper everywhere. It was just so much. When the kids were little, that 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 was my life, right? I was living what I thought work was. It wasn't until I met other CEOs that I worked and traveled with and I saw how they traveled. I saw how they lived. I saw how back then, before I was disconnected, you know, from the matrix, so to speak, with the cord in the back of my neck, it was watching them travel lightly with their laptop, finishing contracts on their computer at the airport, um, you know, leaving all the mess to not say mess. So when I say all their mess, I'm thinking their uh, paperwork to an admin back at the office. But even like my admin, Bridget, don't worry, I'm not going to bog you down with paperwork. <laughs> We're going to make you live the laptop lifestyle too, like all women should be living right now. So keep that in mind. Keep that end in mind when you start your business. Don't get overloaded in paperwork and how you're setting yourself up in your office. Stay light and free. And we'll talk about that. But back to the conferences that in your traveling, you can travel and you're not going to lose a beat with your business because of IT nowadays, that because you have this cell phone that we didn't have 20 years ago, right? Because you have a laptop that's so much easier than again, 20 years ago. I mean, they had them. They were as heavy <laughs> before. Um, so, and the fact that now you don't even have to pull out your laptop, right? Like the fact that I can just pull out my iPhone, and be having a conversation that I can podcast all of you is like a true miracle in itself, right? So um, you can develop this way of attracting clients, right? And so it's a tool that I don't know how many of you really know and utilize. And until someone asked me that question, until a student asked me that, I forgot. And then, you know, that, oh, wait a minute, not everybody knows this. Not everyone is using this. So that's where I love these interactive live one-on-ones. I think I need to stay a part of that even though I want to limit myself because it is um, takes a lot of energy and time, I think at least once a week, maybe later it'll be once a month, but especially to start so I can be part of that weekly. I think it helps for me to hear those questions. Even again, for those of you that want to just email questions, it'll help me stay in touch with exactly what you're needing now. And then I can speak about it on this podcast as well to help all of you um, for free information. Cause that's a great deal. And then if you need the help and support system, we're going to have that group too, like I mentioned. So, but conferencing you guys is a great tool and forgive me, by the way, if I repeat myself over and over, it is a habit <laughs> as I'm repeating myself, this podcast, let me tell you, it drives my husband crazy, right? Cause I do repeat and it drives my kids crazy. Cause I do repeat to them. So I think after years and years of repeating things to my husband and to my kids to get things done that I need done, 
<laughs> the only one I don't repeat to is my dog, I think. Actually, no, I think I do. <laughs> repeat to you too, Diane Tucker. <laughs> but, um, but not just that. Keep in mind, I started my career out in sales, right? I mean, I sold my way through college to help pay for my college. Out of school, GE Capital hired me right away as a sales girl, you know, so I went through training. And the first thing, if you don't know, if you've never been in sales, is they train that you have to repeat things at least three times. Um, and you have to take like three no's before you get the yes. So I think I was not a natural salesperson, obviously, because I was already probably repeating myself. Or maybe I was just trained in that. I don't even remember. It's been so long ago. It just comes naturally now for better or for worse. <laughs> so if I'm annoying you, hey, email me that. I'm, I take criticism really well. So I really am looking for help all around from who all is listening out there um, to how we want this podcast and how we want Headhunting Housewives to grow into Q. So right now we're in the creative state, in the ether. I'm out throwing myself out in the universe to see, hey, what should this be? And by the way, you know how you think all great ideas are your own, and they're really not. Often we get ideas from other people. One of my, um, and I'll get back to conferencing maybe. I don't know. I think I said enough about it, but so I'm just going um, again out in the clouds here. But I had a CEO friend of mine back in the day say, if you're a really great salesperson, you know, is when you have a great idea and you sell it in such a way that the person you're talking to believes the idea is their own. And it always stuck with me. I tried to use it on my husband. I don't know if it worked for things I wanted in life. Maybe it did. <laughs> but um, but the reason I'm saying that is as I'm talking right now about how instead of having structured today's call and just talking about a tool like conferencing or just talking you know, out loud about Monday mind- mindsets I did yesterday um, and how I want to wait and see the feedback I hear from you to how I form more where these podcasts go, whether it's daily or weekly and how my groups form for 2Q. I think it's my brilliant idea, but in all reality... I was listening to um, a coaching call, actually one of their podcasts. Um, and I can't remember the name. I give a shout out. It was, uh, was it 9 to 5? Something like the 9 to 5. Maybe it was screw the 95, screw the 9 to 5. It might have been F the 9 to 5. I can't remember. <laughs> but I listened only, I only caught a couple of the podcasts. You know how sometimes you hear some and you hear, you, you go back to every day or week and other ones you just hear once and forget, you know, forget about it. So I'll have to look it back up. But basically what I I did gain, obviously, a little nugget of information because I'm using it right now. And she had said that, I think actually it was a guest of hers. So we're like one removed here. But when she first started out her podcast, she had it didn't have a business, right? She had no idea what she wanted to do. And she actually started her podcast that way, which seemed insane to me. Because I'm like, how can you get on a podcast just to say, hey, hello, world, and not know what you want to talk about? I've always, because of big, I guess, in business, wanted more of a structure and focus to where my thought process was. Yet, it really worked for her because she had found a group of women, I think maybe to start, it was just five or 10 women that really bit on that idea and showed up with her. And she almost used them as a focus group of where to focus her. And at the same time, she was helping them focus them. So it was this weird little mystical thing that was happening in this group um, to where they all kind of formed different businesses and grew, right? It was it was very interesting. And I'm just kind of now remembering as I'm talking to all of you. But it does make you think, um, you know, how covenants were even formed way back in the day. Of course, back when they got too powerful, the, the men called them witches and burned them. But before that, if you look up your history, the reason women would gather together, you know, was really to talk about their dreams and goals. And there was power in that, right? And they even found there was power in numbers. So instead of being five or 10, I think the number was 12, right? They'd form a group of 12, like a covenant. And was it covenant or covet? I don't know. But anyway, I don't want this to sound witchy to you all. <laughs> so, 
but there was always there's always good history and of course myths are made or, or not myths but then things happen and people switch around history and make it a bad thing if there's power in it so there is power ladies and women getting together and uh you know it's funny as i'm talking about this um what's coming to mind as i'm just free free thinking here and free flowing if you're all still with me is the giving tree. You remember how great the giving tree was in, um, like, was it elementary school? And there was almost like 12. There was one at the top, and you would give to two people, and those two people would give to two more people, and then under them. And it was kind of sharing of giving because, you know, you start at the top, and you would give to a couple people, and freely, right? This is, I think, around, I always think about Christmas when I think of the giving tree. And then they were gaining from you the information to give beneath them. Now, I think later for Christmas, us women did this in giving trees. Um, You know, maybe you would give down to one and those like, you know, I think in our family would give to our kids, but then the kids would give to each other. We do that like, we do 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 that in our family. We went from playing greed for 10 years, which I think we still play greed sometimes, but every year that we do the giving where um, us parents, the other one gives to the kids, but the kids have to give to each other. And then I guess eventually they'll have their kids. But <laughs> so this giving trade just works, right? As I'm talking uh, personally, um, but even in, I remember in elementary school, we'd have that. But really when you bring it to business and of course, um, I don't want to say men because, um, you know, I think of pyramid schemes and the bad part of giving tree, giving tree is gone bad. And I think, you know, um, a lot, like I think of Amway. No, I mean, I don't know if that's even still around, but I remember when I was really young, um, coming out of college, people try to get you these pyramid schemes where they only make money at the top, right? And then it doesn't work. So that's kind of like, I feel like if um, a male dominant uh, pyramid way of taking something freely giving and trying to profit off that. <laughs> so um, anyway, if we just get back to freely giving, and I'm going way long, and it's, so you can tell that right now I'm in a creative zone um, in speaking versus business. Um, I'm probably losing you here, so I'll, I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. But I just want to leave it with the giving tree thought where if I am giving to you freely, if you're getting in, and this is information and ideas and creativity and getting you away from consumption, but just enjoying ideas and creativity, let that get your creative juices flowing. Um, let me know if it's working. Email me at hello at headhunting housewives and myself or Bridget will reach back out to you to help decide where we can maybe help. Um, but think of it of giving. So if I'm giving down to you, you can give to others through that, just like I've already received and then be able to give, and then you'll do the same. Uh, but again, with ideas. So sorry if I lost all of you. I'm almost afraid to publish this today. <laughs> I really am. Cause this, I just call it Tuesday chaos instead of Tuesday uh, tools. But as we know, chaos, like a good COO just told me last week, he was good at taking chaos and making clarity of it. So ideally, I'm going to take my own chaos and make clarity of it, as will you. So here's to taking chaos and finding clarity and us all helping each other do that. So have a great Tuesday, all of you, as I'm watching my dog here enjoying himself. Um, and I'll probably talk to you tomorrow, but we'll see where this goes. <laughs> talk to y'all soon. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see y'all there.